3: What's up, everybody? DJ here from Move the Sticks, along with Bucky Brooks, our podcast. We look at the NFL through a player personnel perspective, looking at teams, looking at matchups, looking at the NFL draft. You can catch us on Move the Sticks, nfl.com slash podcast, as well as iTunes. Yes, welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, as always, presented by McDonald's. Go get some of those delicious chicken McNuggets, 100% all white meat, no artificial colors or preservatives. We have much to get to on today's DDFP, a little college football preview. Dead or alive, we want to figure out some uh, fantasy stuff. I just had my big draft the other day, and uh, we want to figure out what's going to happen in the NFC in the wildcard situation with Teddy Breeze, Teddy Bridgewater's terrible injury. But first, let's get to the hurry up, and we have a special guest joining Matt Harmon, Handsome Hank, and me here in Studio Sixty Six on Skype. Our all-time, is he our all-time favorite football playing guest?
0: I I mean, he's my number one. It's strange that you'd have to ask that question. I
3: don't know. There are some other keen candidates out there. There are,
0: but it's embarrassing for you to have that conversation in front of him. That's true. Let's pretend it didn't
3: happen. Number 50, you can, uh, uh, of course, uh, Ohio State fans, Green Bay Packers fans, Cincy Bungles fans, and fans of podcasts because he has the Hawk cast. It's A.J. Hawk. What's going down, fella?
4: Not much, man. It's good to be here. It's good to uh, to be here with the whole crew. I, I love uh, I love your guys' setup over there.
3: Yeah, well, listen, we love uh, it's it's all the better when uh, when you join us. So let's jump into it here, Hawk. We'll say uh, proper hellos in just a minute, but this is the hurry up after all. I start with you. Which current backup QB should the Vikings go after? Chase Daniel, AJ McCarron, Geno Smith? How say you?
4: I mean, I would think that the number one candidate would be A.J. McCarron. That dude has proven that that he can start in the NFL, I think. Uh, I don't think the Bengals are going to let him go for anything cheap, so that's probably off the table there. But I like Chase Daniel, man. I think he's a player. I think he's a he's a guy that when he has gotten in the game and played, he, he plays well and he has experience, so why not? Give it a shot.
3: Handsome Hank. I agree with Hook. I would, if, it, if I had the
0: choice to trade for, I would go with A.J. McCarron, but I might also wait until, like, Sunday or Monday of next week and see if Geno Smith is just out there for me to be able to pick up because that's a a possibility with the four quarterbacks they have on the Jets roster.
3: I know it's loco, but I think Geno Smith still has a chance. I I, I would agree. I I just don't
0: know that the chances is with the Jets. Yeah.
3: How yeah, they,
5: you? I don't think the Bengals are going to let McCarron go because they just drafted him and it's nice to have backup insurance like they saw last year when Dalton went down. I don't think the Eagles are ready to give up Daniel either. They gave him pretty substantial money to be their backup. So, to me, I think Geno Smith, of all these three guys, is the most logical candidate. And I don't really know that the Jets know what they're doing with the quarterback position right now. They didn't play Hackenberg in the preseason. Petty's there, but, and I'm with you, I still think Geno. I like Petty
3: ultimately, but you couldn't drop him onto a playoff-ready team like the no, Vikings. Right. And, and throw him in there um I I think that if Carson Wentz hadn't broken that rib I bet Sam Bradford would be on the move right now why wouldn't the Eagles just want to purge the whole Sam Bradford situation and turn things over to the kids sooner rather than later next up should the LSU or Wisconsin players that's a big college football weekend upcoming here they're playing in Lambeau if they score a touchdown Hawk is it okay and should they do the Lambeau leap they'll get penalized for doing it
4: I think the Wisconsin guys should 100% do the Lambeau leap. LSU guys, no, unless you want to be like the, uh, was it T.O. who used to jump in the stands and guys used to every once in a while try to do that and the fans would kind of push them back and pour a beer on their head. If I was the Badgers, I would jump in and take the penalty.
3: I like that. Yeah, that's of course. It's your one chance in life, maybe. I mean, I guess if you have a NFL future, maybe you'll get another right. shot at it. But it's highly unlikely you're going to wind up on the Green Bay Packers as an NFLer scoring TDs, right, Handsome? I, I
4: mean, yeah, absolutely. I would definitely do
0: it. How many How many Lambo Leaps did Hawk do?
4: I've done multiple when I was with my family, taking a tour of the stadium with some friends, right. but I've never uh, zero in-game action, man. Yeah. None. It's I, unfortunate.
3: I encouraged Hawk a couple of years ago that should he ever pick off a pass and run it into the end zone he not only does the lambo leap but he takes it to a new level he grabs a beer of a nearby packers fan <laughs> chugs it and then he gets out of the seats that would be legendary doc yeah. you'd get fined, but so what
4: oh who cares about the fine that's that i i thought about doing that on some of my interceptions that i that i didn't score with i uh I got to pick off Brett Favre once when he was with the Vikings, and I returned it, and I was like at the 50 on the sideline, and I thought about running all the way down <laughs> to the end zone and jumping into the stands right there because I remembered Sheck telling me a long time ago, man, you got to get in there and grab a beer. Grab a beer.
3: Now I'm angry that it, that didn't happen, Hawk. Now we can't go back in time. Harmon, how say you?
4: I mean, yeah, I think you got to take the jump. Like you said,
5: you don't want to live the rest of your life with the regret that you had the chance to do it and you didn't get to do it.
3: Next up. Who looks – you know, Hawk has a handsome new hairdo. It's not that new, but, you know, we, we've discussed that at great length. Clay Matthews, Johnny Come Lately, oh, look at me with my long flaxen hair. I'm like Thor. Yeah, except that Hawk beat you to it by like two or three years, Clay Matthews. That's a good point. And uh, so he went – so Hawk's not going to be, like, hanging on to it. He's like, fine, you have the hair thing. I'm going to shed my locks and go with a new look. Now it seems like Tom Brady is going after the Hawk look. Let's see who looks best with Tom Brady's new haircut here in the studio. Who do you want to go with first here, Emma VP? Oh, there's Damashek <laughs> with it. Yeah, it's very like A.J. McCarron as a junior at Bama, kind of <laughs> like that swoopy hairdo. I look handsome with anything. You know, that's kind of the la- – well, Let's let's give everybody a shot here. Next up. There's Hans Hank oh. with it. <laughs> That's a weird picture
0: of me generally. But By the way, if,
3: if you aren't seeing this because you're consuming uh, via the audio, we appreciate you hanging with us here. But go to uh, NFL.com slash podcasts, and you can take a look at this. Harmon, next. I think this is going to go great with oh. you Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Hard That's really shanked. good.
0: That yes. actually kind of works. Yeah, it does. Looks you, it looks best on you. If you were, uh, you look like a doctor.
5: Well, it matches like the beard <laughs> and the hair color. Cause with Shex, it looks so weird. Cause he has the dark, dark beard and then the light hair. that looks Well, now your current hair dude
3: looks like you. Eric Trumps.
5: What? Yeah, the, <laughs> that's <I> mean, slanderous.
3: <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> do we have one a hawk? And there's a. <laughs> oh, that oh. kind of <laughs> works too. That kind of works. Yeah. <laughs>
5: I mean, it's a little bit like Spider-Man number three, the one when he like swoops the hair over that terrible movie. That's right. He turns into Venom. Right. A little bit.
3: I think what what we learned here is that uh, you know you can put any frame you want when you have a masterpiece right right in the middle, like Damashek does. You put put whatever garish. Was
5: anybody but you really impressed with how the hair looked on you?
3: Let's start the show. Yes, hi, and hello, and welcome to the DDFP once again, and as always, uh, sponsored by McDonald's. I mentioned those Chicken McNuggets. Go get you some of those. They're a delicious treat to have at a tailgate party. And, you know, as we jump in on a little college football here, Hawk, have you ever tailgated?
4: Yes, I have. During a bye week uh, years ago, I went and tailgated and did not even go into the game. I sat on a bus and watched it on TV from about 300 yards away.
3: That's a lot of fun. Is that what? Are you, did that make you envious of how everybody else gets to spend game day?
4: Very much so. I, I learned that when I was in college. The, I, I might have even said this on your podcast before, but we stayed at a hotel right in the heart of campus, like right, it's called the Blackwell Inn, and we'd wake up and open your blinds at 7 a.m. And there would already be 100,000 people outside in the streets <laughs> tailgating. And we'd be like, man, these people are, this is no joke. And it might be a night game. And they're they're there 10, 12 hours early. So I always thought, like, if I can get a chance, I want to try to tailgate one of these times. And I did it right. I went and mooched off one of my uh, my friends. And they had, like, a sweet little tour bus type deal. And I hung out. And they all were going to the game. and. They left and my buddy Doug Daddish, who I played with at Ohio State, we, we sent our tickets with them. We said, you guys are good. We're going to watch it right from here. And we hunkered down and had a great time.
3: Hawk, there's a chance, of course, that an NFL team will call. if you kept yourself nice and fit or are you intent on being in Columbus for whatever it is, six game days and maybe even traveling around Big Ten country a little bit?
4: Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not officially re- retired or anything, but uh, I will always stay in shape, Damoshek. I mean, I'm almost offended by that question. I, I'm going to work out forever. <laughs> retract it. I don't, retract yeah, so, well, I know I understand. If you can see, I'm wearing this Youngstown Fire Department shirt just in honor of you because that's pretty close to your, your town of Pittsburgh. And hour plus. I know how, plus, how much hour. pride you have.
3: Yeah, maybe 90 yeah. minutes from Pittsburgh, PA.
4: Yeah, a lot of the Youngstown guys that I'm friends with are all Penguins fans, Pirates, Steelers, and all that. So I did this to honor you. But of course, yeah, I, I'm. I will always physically be ready to play, even when I'm 50. I mean, my body won't work, but I will physically, maybe, hopefully, look like I could play.
3: Best, uh, best um, game day atmosphere that you experienced in college or in pro. I mean, does Lambo rival, you know, Ann Arbor in a on a rivalry <laughs> Saturday?
4: Well, if anyone. People can lie to you and tell you that Ann Arbor is one of the greatest places to play and <laughs> mm-hmm. sure there's 105,000, 110,000 people there but for whatever reason how the field is like dug in I don't know if you guys have been to a game there I've been to before- a
3: couple and I know exactly what you're going to say yeah, yeah
4: so like you get in there and you expect okay 110,000 this is going to be crazy but the the people are so spread out and the the stands like go they're so it's so wide that it doesn't feel like 110 and I was one-and-one in the shoe, but when we got there, we were kind of underwhelmed, I I think, just at the sheer magnitude of it. If you go to, like, Penn State, it's straight up like an erector set, like how it's built, so it gets really loud. But I would say the best college atmosphere, other than playing at the shoe, was Camp Randall. When you played against Wisconsin, man, we had a night game there my freshman year, and it was nuts. They do the whole jump-around thing where the whole stadium goes crazy between the third and fourth quarter. So that is – that – is by far one of the best college atmospheres you could ever play in.
3: Yeah, I've heard that one thrown around. I've heard some Virginia Tech. I've never been close to a game over there. And I've seen a lot of Big Ten schools. Ann Arbor's a nice town, but I'm I'm completely with you. Somehow the sound escapes there. It does not feel as intense as you would think 100-plus thousand people would be. To me, the loudest joints I've ever been in are, I, I guess, you know what, there's really not really a close second to what I experienced up at the Clink.
4: Yeah, Seattle. They they did it right. They built it straight up. The sound like bounces off each other. I know. What is it? Paul Allen owns the place. He's a pretty. Uh, he, he owns the team. I don't know about the stadium. It's a pretty. Uh, it's legit. They they put some thought into that. And and if you see on the scoreboard, they'll say how many false starts they've had. Uh, delay of games. I guess they've they've the fans have caused throughout the season. So that that definitely kind of creeps into guys' heads. I think once they're there.
0: Have you ever played at a place where you know, even if it's not been admitted, that there's they're pumping sound in there?
4: I don't know if we. uh, I mean, I think the old Minnesota play, the old dome in Minnesota. They claimed that they were. I think they might have got busted for pumping sound in there. I think they did.
0: I think, but I wonder. I just wonder if it's if it's obvious to you on the field that wait, wait a second, (laughs) this this noise is definitely not coming from these fans.
4: I think a few times, yeah, we've talked about it in the locker room after the game, realizing, like, man, there's something was going on there. They definitely had to be pumping some sound in, which I I don't care. I I don't think that should be illegal. That's fine with me. They should add it to the the home field advantage. Uh
3: Mm. Um, Let's jump in then full on to college football, and I start with this. One more for you directly, Hawk, is Jim Harbaugh, because you have a lot of reasons. You know, his Niners beat you guys in the playoffs and, you know, now he's the Michigan head coach. Is he your least favorite guy in football?
4: No, he's definitely not. I mean, obviously, we all know he, he seems to be a bit crazy, which is great for college football. It's great for for the rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan. But I wouldn't say he's the – he. I, I don't hate him or anything. I, I think – I just like characters, and I, I think he owns who he is, whatever that may be, whatever uh, whatever he may be thinking throughout the day – but I think he he's a great college coach, how that works. And obviously he proved that he could do it in the NFL. But he came back, I feel like he's home now and he feels comfortable and he can settle in and be himself. And I think the players seem to have bought in. I know everyone's already pubbing Michigan to be the national champs this year. I don't think that's going to happen this year but who knows man he's got him on the right track but i still think they're going to have a tough time with the bucks
3: i you know that's exactly right hawk and i park our cars in the same garage you want some wwe in your football yes. you right. want people to loom as actual rivalries who you actually don't like this business of NFLers trading jerseys in preseason games after the thing. What are, what are we doing here? What are, what's become what's become of our society? Well, there we, aren't any rivalry games played in the preseason. I don't yeah, care. I don't need happening. to be doing that. You want to do that in the bowels of the stadium? Don't do that. I've 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 generated a lot of uh, of uh, animus over over the years towards these teams. I don't need to see you glad handing with the <laughs> foes out there.
5: I don't even care about that. Just as long as you have personality, just be interesting. The the people that are just kind of the same old responses in, in press conferences and all that—that's enough of that. We need more people with 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 interesting storylines.
3: Yes, I I hear that noise. All right, hey. Sully behind the glass there, Hawk. College football, I know, technically is already underway. Cal played Hawaii?
1: That doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. count. It was in Australia. It wasn't even on the continental United States. Get that out of here. I
3: think, that, I think it counts on the record.
1: Wait, it does count on the records, but it's also Cal and Hawaii. Who cares?
3: All right. Yeah. Sully is wearing an orange uh, golf shirt today yeah. with a T over his uh, left bosom to celebrate his loyalty and uh, his excitement for the 2016 (laughs) Vols season. And uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You got Oklahoma and Houston this weekend. That's a dandy. LSU, Wisconsin, like we mentioned. Bama and USC down in Texas. Clemson and Auburn. The Irish and the Longhorns. You have Ole Miss and Florida State. UCLA and yeah, smorgasbord
1: incredible. I mean, it's 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 the best, best opening weekend in college football history.
3: Harmon, what's the one game you're looking for? You can only watch one. Which is the one?
1: I
5: mean, it's kind of chalky to say Bama and USC, but I just want to watch it because of the tears that will flow through this office <laughs> when Bama does, in fact, beat USC. You've got some people that are realistic about it, like Marcus Grand who works on the fantasy teams. Like, yeah, I'm ready to just drink a few beers and
1: watch him get. And chill- then you have MJD, who's actually picking USC.
5: Well, I mean, and that it went just to UCLA. You, what is up with you that? said you said MJD and that's exactly what. Yeah. OK.
1: OK. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome.
0: I think for the same reason, but also because I'm interested in that quarterback about UCLA against Texas A&M. I think Joshua, he's fun to watch. Yeah. And he also
1: A&M. he also talks a bunch of smack. to A&M. He
0: does. He's, he that, I, that's why I like once him. you I get over 50,000.
1: It's the same. No, Sally,
0: am I allowed to speak?
1: Yes. Thanks, man. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, and but no, so I'm looking forward to Do that. They play here. college football in England. Yes, they do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. we just, was just All right. But okay. can you turn his mic off, Emma? Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I just think that'll be a fun game.
3: Well, uh, you know, you mentioned Bama and SC. The thing that Willie McGinnis said to me, I asked him, How's y- how are your boys going to do um, against uh, mighty Bama? Mm-hmm. And he said, "I don't know what to expect there." Um, and I said, "Well, the Bama thing is they generally the nature of their game is they keep it fairly close, but then they just overwhelm you physically, right. and by uh, in the fourth quarter they pull away." And he said, "Oh, but Lane Kiffin is uh, is gonna have something to say about that. He ah. definitely wants to whip Revenge SC." Game. And I thought, "Oh, that right. is, that could be fun. They might really put it on uh, yep. really right. put it on That's SC true. there." Hawk, how say you on this?
4: I like what you're going with, with the USC Bama. And I I didn't even think about the Lane Kiffin angle until right now. That's a, that's, yeah. if, if Saban doesn't pull back the reins, I mean, Lane's going to try to score a hundred (laughs) points. I I mean, I I don't think it will, but once they, like you said, they can physically start to outlast them. And that's, it's true, man. Bama has three deep, all going to the league. These guys, you know, if you're a running back, you better start as a freshman. You better have two solid years maybe a redshirt year, two solid years, and then you're going to the NFL because you have these young guys behind you going to take your gig, and that's how uh, Bama seems to always have been. I, I like Nick Saban. I know he's not a, uh, a high-personality guy, I guess, as we would say, hmm. but I think I love his disdain for the media and his press conferences. I just think that's that's just fun to watch. I, I can't imagine being a media member in one of his press conferences and trying to ask a question. Like I think that might be the most nervous I would ever be in my life. <laughs>
3: I'm trying to think. I don't know why I can't uh, place. It must have been Trestle for all uh, all your time there, right? That was the, the yes, whole. Yes, it was. What uh, to me? I've said this a million times. If I were a five star kid, I wouldn't go to Ohio State or Bama or SC because then you're you're one of the great linebackers in Ohio State history. So there's something to be said for putting your name in that group of great defensive players that uh, the Buckeyes have have mm-hmm. provided football over the years but to me i'd rather be like archie manning and go to a place that has no history where you for all of time are the greatest ever like you're you're the all oh you see who's here like eric dickerson if he goes to smu there's not there's not a close second eric dickerson is the king of smu don't you see that hawk
4: I, I understand what you're saying there. I mean, you, you might be onto to something. You should probably sell that to these young recruits and just go, if you were coaching at SMU or something, you could go t- talk to these five-star kids and tell them, Present that to him and let him know, hey, right. forever and ever, when you come back here, you will be really the only great player we've ever had.
3: Yeah, you'll never <laughs> you'll- ever have to buy a drink or a meal in this town. You'll again. go. You may ever. go two and ten every right. year that you're here, but still. But I mean, you know, Dak Prescott now. I mean, that's kind of the situation he's going to be in with any success uh, in the NFL. So all right, let's. Uh, I, and by the way, you know what, Hawk? You remind me. I've said this a million times, but now to Veer not off of just the NFL and the college football, but now into college basketball, here's what makes my head spin. If I were in Chicago or New York, these, these are the two cities that yield the most college basketball level NBA talent anywhere on the face of the earth. And yet neither one of those towns has a high-end college basketball program. Why doesn't a Chicago native just say that DePaul should hire a, a, a Chicago guy, a high-profile a high guy? And he says – I'm only recruiting the city. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go 40 miles outside of Chicago. But if you don't go to Chicago, if you don't come to DePaul, you're a traitor to your city. Shame the devil. <laughs> I'm going to win the national championship only with Chicago players. And if you betray me, you betray your city. <sighs> delay you're not, a game. Don't you delay a game, me?
1: <laughs> it's football season, Sheck. I'm sick of talking about basketball. Let's go. You're
3: right. You're right. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I'll, I'll move on. But you agree with that, right, Hawk?
4: Yeah, I would hire Horace Grant. <laughs> Let That's him come exactly in right. Hire Horace Grant and Have Scotty Pippen be his number one assistant Maybe Bill Wennington, the third assistant And guilt these Chicago kids into coming to DePaul You mm. get
3: where I'm coming from there, Hawk That's exactly right And Ho Grant has to wear the glasses the whole time he's <laughs> coaching too All right, Hawk, I start with you here Let's go around the table And just give a, um, uh, you know uh, The broad strokes of what the college football will see or be, Will be or where it will end Tell me who you got in the final four
4: Oh, my gosh. I wish I would have uh, – I should have prepared some notes for this. All
3: right, I'll start with Harmon. You can I can to I'm, I'm not prepared either. No, Hog says go. he's I'm ready. ready.
4: I'm going. I'm ready. So, I would – obviously, we all know I'm an Ohio State homer, but until they get knocked off their, their, their high horse, I'm t- putting Ohio State in the playoff. Why not? Two, I'm going to go with Clemson, mainly because I want to see Dabo Sweeney dance in the locker room. I want to see those Vine clips that they show after the games, and I love his energy. You talk about some personality. If I was a high school kid and Dabo came into my living room, I'd probably have a hard time not committing right there if he offered me a scholarship. And then I'm going to go – I mean, this is pretty vanilla. I I like Bama. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of Nick Saban. He he knows how to recruit studs, and they have him. And then my fourth, I'm going to throw a wild card at you, and I'm going – Texas Tech because I love Cliff Kingsbury.
3: What? Mm. Texas yeah. Tech.
4: They're gonna score nine thousand points this year, and they don't need to stop anybody.
3: Sully, you want to jump in here? Yeah. Sully's, yeah.
4: Sully,
0: Sully's my what do they call it in Game of Thrones? Your uh, champion, uh, or, uh, or whatever. Sp- sponsor. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. I like. I like where this is at. Um, I got to start at number four. Uh, Ohio State, the Bucks. I think. I uh, think uh, they might start out slow. Might get tripped up at OU. But uh, you don't want to bet against Urban Meyer down the stretch. Uh, number three, OU. I uh, really like Baker Mayfield. Those guys are are, are talented, top to bottom. At number two, your Tennessee Volunteers. Stoops uh,
3: never gets uh, it <laughs> done though. Stoops, it uh, well, Stoops to me is now that uh, I think Georgia I think they're going turn the they, they to turn the corner with Rick. They struggle to turn the corner. I think I they think they they'll get it life. done
1: this year. At number two, Tennessee, one loss going into the SEC title game against Bama. Knock them off. They're going to the playoffs. Number one, Clemson. Title game, Clemson, Tennessee, all orange, and your Vols take the title. All right. Yeah.
3: Can- might be a, might be a homer pick.
1: No, no homer pick there. Not at all.
3: <laughs> Definitely not the them. Vols. Go, you know what, though? I wouldn't be surprised. I mentioned Mark Richt. He's built some program down there, and uh, now he's moved down to the U. But I bet you sort of the Dungy handing things over to John mm-hmm. Gruden. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if all mm-hmm. of a sudden Georgia – has a different – just shake things up a little bit, change the uh, top guy in the program there, and uh, and that might be a difference there.
6: Yeah, my four, I lead off with number one, Alabama. I've already been on record on my podcast, The College Football Experience, saying – I made
3: an appearance on that show. you got oh, invited. That's right. Wow. wow.
6: And next week maybe with a little pit Penn State as well. Oh, yeah. So, Alabama's going to win every game this year. I'm not picking against Bama once. My number two seed, Florida State, sadly, even though I'm a Miami grad, I think they run the table in the regular season and then lose to Hawks, Ohio State, Buckeyes in the semis. I have Ohio State three. And then number four, Clemson, kind of sneaks in at four. It's maybe controversial because they don't have a lot of good wins. They get in. They lose to Alabama again. And then this time, Alabama beats Urban Meyer. Nick Saban lost to him two years ago. He beats Urban Meyer for the title. Alabama wins the national championship this time around. Five and eight years.
3: Boo. So far outside of the Tennessee – well, the Texas Tech one was pretty good. Harmon, you want to weigh in? Harmon?
5: I'm
0: not Harmon.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. I, I My
0: sponsor's done me, although I don't agree with anything you said. But
5: that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I think uh, for, for the final four, I think Clemson will be in there. I certainly think Ohio State will be in there as well and Alabama. For my wild card pick, I'm going to agree with Sully and talk about Oklahoma because I think that they are a very good team. I like Baker Mayfield too when I was looking at Sterling Shepard for reception perception last year. I thought that quarterback – Played really well, and they have some other good players there as well. So, I, I think that that's a kind of a sleeper. Oh, play.
3: they got some nice runners down there. Yeah,
5: they're running back. Uh, Perrine, is it? He's really good.
6: I think Oklahoma I might Green. lose this weekend, by the way, to Houston. And, check, you brought it up, a five-star kid from Houston, number one defensive end in high school football last year, stayed home, went to Houston. He didn't go to any of the big 12 schools. He stayed and went to a lower-tier school. At Oliver, he's going to be a beast. Mm.
3: See, I dig that. See, that's the right way to go. Hawk, give me a name for uh, your – who's your Heisman pick here?
4: My Heisman pick would have to be – man, you're putting me on the spot. Um, I like Baker Mayfield. Do you? Wow. I love him. I think it's – yeah, I mean, I love Deshaun Watson. He's going to be a stud. We we know that. But he has all that hype coming in, man. When you come in with that crazy hype, it's hard to follow through on a 11, 12-game regular season, everything you're facing. I just feel like because if he has one, one three and out, it's like everyone's, oh, he's off the Heisman train. What's going on? You can't figure it out. Baker Mayfield, a little bit under the radar, seems to be uh, a guy that the team rallies around for sure. And when you have that kind of uh, – he, he seems to have that moxie that we need, and I, and I like that. So I think he's going to get it done.
3: Um, you and I have talked a lot, Hawk, about the uh, the human element, and p- as much as professionals try to pretend that there is no human element, oh, you just go out, you're a pro, you got to take it, you don't, you, you shut out all the outside noise and all that. It's got to be even tougher. If you're a 19 or 20 year old kid, what happens if you're a powerhouse team like Ohio State and your goal is a national championship and then you lose in September? Do you how do you get up for the rest of the game? I always wonder, like, well, once we have two losses and it's mid-October, why even show up for the rest of the season?
4: It's true, man. That's very tough. My senior year, Texas with Vince Young came into the shoe and they beat us uh, in September and we had that exact same feeling. We're like, "Oh my gosh, this whole this senior year, our whole class was was just devastated." Uh, it is. I don't know. It's something you have to find a way to get through, and you you have to hope to win the rest of your games and and squeak in there and get into the playoffs now. So you still kind of have a chance. You can lose one. If you're going to lose, you need to lose early. Don't lose two, like you said, but lose early, and then just stay a little bit under the radar, get into the playoffs, and run the table.
3: Yeah, because I I just was reading about uh, Dabo Sweeney and his pitch to Watson and company is this is our year. We wash off all the early 80s Clemson stuff, and this is now going to live as the greatest moment in Clemson football history and all that. But yeah, what if they lose <laughs> this week it's kind of like, uh, yeah, forget about that, but let's go to the Liberty Bowl still, you know?
4: <laughs> that that that's true. It's a it's a brutal thing to deal with and I think it's tough especially now man with these these young guys come in and they have all of there's just like the social media thing. I'm not trying to sound like the old the old crusty guy, but they're just more aware of what's going on around them and outside of that locker room. When when I was in college I don't think we were very aware of what was going on. We weren't aware of how big of a deal it was, everything that was going on with the, the boosters, how many people really counted on us winning. And so now you you can't really ignore it. And especially as a kid that grew up with that, whew, that's a lot to put on a guy, especially like a Deshaun Watson. He, he seems to be uh, – be pretty competent and he can shut it out. But it's true. You have to hear that. And man, you you need to have a fast start for sure. I think it's going to be a a long road.
3: AJ Hawk, man, he's going to be well, if he plays a season, if he plays some uh, pro football this year, he'll be grand again or I hope that uh, he'll be Kibbinson with us and on the Hawkcast all year about college football. He is uh, on the rise. I have a history. You know, Handsome, I have a track record of Colin who's going to be a star. I said Ike Taylor. I said Maurice Jones-Drew. I said Handsome Hank. I said Matt Harmon. I say A.J. Hawk. You're a star maker, dude. That's what I do, yeah. Hawk. But before yes. you go, let's transition back to pro football here. So the college team in Orange, Let's give way to the, uh, the orange team in the NFL, namely the Cincinnati Bengals. You know what I think. I think Andy Dalton, talk about the human element. I don't think he's one of these guys who enjoys pressure. I don't think he likes the idea that there's going to be some noise. And Cincy. With if there are any early season struggles, that there will be a faction of the fan base and elsewhere that says, put McCarran in. He can do it. Do you agree? Does Andy Dalton thrive this year or does he suffer with number 10 and the tattoos hidden underneath that number 10 jersey looming over his shoulder?
4: I think he thrives, man. And, and I I think so just because I've been there. I've seen him handle those situations and I've seen uh, he doesn't seem to be a guy that's too caught up in everything going on with the football What's happening on the field, in the locker room, around him? He he has a lot going on in his life other than football that I think helps him stay centered. However, you guys out in LA want to call it, want to say, but <laughs> works. I don't think I don't think AJ is breathing down his neck. Yeah, AJ has, has stepped in and played great. I I think. We all know the preseason games mean nothing, but Andy has stepped in and played well already in the preseason. So as long as he has a good, good, fast start to the season, he'll be all right. And it's not like a thing where you're going in with a two quarterback system like I know Notre Dame is trying to do. And your first three and out, they're going to boo you and they want to put in the next guy. So it's not it's not at that point. Yeah, it could get to that point sometime down the road, maybe. Six, seven games in, but I don't think uh he even lets that become a thing.
3: Oh, I think it's gonna become a thing, but we'll see, Hawk, and let's kibots about it as the season goes along. A pleasure to have you with us though today, just before the season begins. Give me a fist bump. Right fist.
4: Right. Boom.
3: Bonk. There we go. AJ right, Hawk, the ofi- wait, official at official AJ Hawk is how you track him down on Twitter and find his great podcast. He talks to football guys and beyond. He talks to all manner of people who are successes in whatever field they've chosen. And a shout-out to Ryan Hawk's podcast. I appeared on that one uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I laid it down. I just told everybody, here's how you do it. Here's Damoshek's keys to to, uh, middling success. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You were
4: great. Yeah, the Learning Leader Show, it's called, my brother Ryan. Man, Damashek, you were awesome. I, I texted you afterwards. I listened to it, and it was very impressive. You weren't just the full-go, sarcastic Damashek. We got to really dig down and hear who you really were.
3: I know. I mean, I, am I ashamed that I wept uh, three or four times? No. <laughs> no. So what? you so I, I shed a tear. So what? No, that was a great time, and we still got to get the old man on the show, though. That's the ma- That's still the goal. That's oh, the yeah. holy this grail. Is-
4: Trust me, Pistol sees everything, so he's listening to this. He's watching. He will. He would love to come on sometime and talk all to right, you.
3: All right, Hawk. Let's oh, make that so. oh, Pistol Hawk, Ryan Hawk. Before we know it, A.J. Hawk won't even be in my top three favorite <laughs> Hawks anymore. <laughs> all right, Hawk. Go get him, and we'll kibitz with you soon. Thanks for the time. All right, now let's move on as he departs uh, on the Skype. Now it's time for one of our favorite segments in all the la- – Oh, I didn't get you – but before we jump into I forgot to get uh, your Heisman pick, uh, Harman Harmon. Uh, I'm going to go Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Is that's anybody, that's anybody awesome. back there want to I got one. Now nah, let's not debate that. Let's just get to it. It's time for Dead or Alive.
2: If your team is playing, damn,
3: the you Ooh, dead I alive, see behind the glass. Uh-oh, I, I was wondering, like, why am I getting Dewey in here? because it's hot in Studio 66. It's hot, red hot, because Matt Har... Oh, I didn't say hello to everybody uh, 20 minutes ago. I got caught up. I get lost don't in Hawk's eyes. We Handsome Hank now. and Matt Harmon. Matt Harmon, of course, you want to follow him for all your fantasy news. Of course, you want to listen to NFL Fantasy Live, the podcast. You want to watch the show. And I have mentioned it before. I mentioned it again starting on Monday... Fantasy and friends, I'm going to be kibitzing about fantasy as well on your television. 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, no Thursday because there's Thursday night football, but – Michael Fabiano, Matt Harmon, Adam Rank, Cole Wright, Matt Franciscovich will be available for you on the uh, on your computer because uh, you can watch them on digital on your cell phone. Watch the game with them, and they'll give you fantasy notes to as you go into your fantasy weekend there. So a lot of fantasy talk awaiting. And Michael Fabiano, the aforementioned one, the Hall of Famer even, is on the headset behind the glass. It's a good idea, MOVP, to keep Fabiano Separated from Matt Harmon. Oh, it's There's not like that. Heat.
2: It's not like that, brother. It's, it's not. It's like a way of the big fight. I mean, when when he tells someone on Twitter that's a mistake to listen to my advice, that pisses <laughs> no, me off no, a little no, bit. No, 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 a little no, bit. No, 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 it's
5: no. It's not. It's not. It's a mistake to listen to you <laughs> over me. Not to not listen to you, but I'm. Mean, oh, obviously. because you've got that Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, I don't need anything about credentials. I'm talking about what's happening now. People
2: with no past. credentials say that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. I want to talk about fantasy as it applies to the big fantasy draft I just had. It's an auction league. I used Matt Harmon. He has pushed this more than anybody I know, at least. The so-called zero running back strategy in fantasy. I want to talk about the pros, cons, and what Fabiano and Harmon have really been debating in a public space on NFL.com, if you read their words, and on Twitter and everything else. But with Fabiano joining us as our fourth here as we get into Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive, Tony Romo's career as a starting quarterback in the NFL. NFL, Fabiano, the Cowboys fan, I start with you. Dead or alive? Man,
2: that hurts.
3: (laughs) Well, it's a legitimate. I'm going to
2: go go alive unless the Cowboys are looking real good in the NFC East after the eight games or so that Tony Romo misses. I, I say he comes back. Handsome. Yeah, I mean, I agree. it has to
0: be still alive. What quarterback can you remember that's gone out when they should have gone out? Like we, it might this might feel like the best time for Tony Romo to say, you know what, guys, I just don't think I can do this anymore. But that in the history of the NFL, recent history in the NFL doesn't happen very often. I I think there's, I think he probably will start for the Cowboys again. But even if Dak like does better than any of us could imagine and plays the whole all sixteen games and takes the Cowboys to the to the postseason. There are enough teams that a, a, an injured but rehab Tony Romo could go on to next year, and he'd get a starting job, probably for another three years in the NFL. Even
5: if it, the, the, you know, we all believe it's the start or the middle of his decline.
3: Hmm, how say you, Harmon?
5: I'm gonna go bold here, and I'm gonna say dead. I think it's over. I think that this is the end of Tony Romo's career. You know, like I can't remember who said it recently, but I just heard somebody say nobody used to have a back problem. You know, once you have back problems, you have back yeah, problems, that's and, true. and that's just the end of it. And while I think we will see him again, I think his time as an effective regular every week starting quarterback. Oh yeah,
0: is effective is different. Well, yeah, starting.
5: Right. I but think yes, we'll see him I, yeah.
0: again
3: though. All right, let's see what the doctor on call has to say about this important matter. <laughs> It's alive. It's alive. Yeah, there he is. Tony Romo is going to get back out there. I think the Cowboys are the best situation for him because of that offensive line. That, right. that gives him his best chance of uh, of staying clean, and yet he never stays clean. You know, he takes a lot of shots, obviously. Man, I, I on a human level, I, it seems like he has had some – it's not like he has a knee, which is bad for being an athlete, but it doesn't really – sounds so, on a human level, so grim. But, I mean, he's had, like, punctured lung and back yeah, right. and all the uh, – just uh, a, a grisly list now. I, it might be a good idea, but I do think if I, – I think he'll play again this season at some point, first of all. yep. But if you say, think you know, Dak Prescott sets the world afire and he's the QB and they never let him back in there, don't be surprised if he winds up on Cincinnati for that same reason because that's a ready-made playoff team that you could drop him into – and they have a good offensive line, Minnesota must uh, be wondering, well, I wonder if we could get uh, Romo if he's if, – I mean, nobody trades then, in the middle of a no, season. But not you
0: know, now. I mean, they don't know yeah. what they – Not play. now, but
3: I'm saying if, it, if it's like, hey, Dak Prescott's too good. Hey, uh, Cowboys, you want to swing a deal here? We'll take uh,
5: – You're really trying to write – I don't know. Shovel the dirt on Andy Dalton's grave before he's even dead. I'm Dave has a history you. of that.
3: Clearly. I'm yeah. telling you something. All right, next up. Overall interest in Tim Tebow and what's going down with uh, with that guy at any given moment, handsome Hank. I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm oh, interested. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not. Like overall interest. I don't believe he's. I definitely don't believe he's got a football career. I don't think he's got a baseball career. But he's a. He's. There's something about him. I want to know. I want to keep following because he's going to do all kinds of other things in his life.
5: Yeah, Harmon. I can think of very few things I'm interested less in. Fabiano. Hmm.
2: Yeah, um, I'm right there with you, man. I'd rather go see probably Suicide Squad at this point than even watch anything having to do with Tim Tebow. And I heard that movie was awful. You
3: didn't see that. I'm
2: surprised. No, because I like that stuff. You know what? Alex Galhar said it wasn't really that good. And uh, he's a man with a uh, vast knowledge of movies. So I just. Is there
3: anything eh. funnier than Tim Tebow, the review from the MLB Scouts, was that he didn't have a big league arm from the outfield? (laughs) <laughs> That's the best. That I is ever funny. Heard. That is good. He's That's an NFL QB. Now nah, he doesn't have the arm strength to make
0: well, it. Well, that was his problem in the NFL. I know, but it's funny. in baseball, that doesn't. He work He should be
2: out like well. a pinch runner. Yeah, you don't want him run, on the ranks. Right? He just, I, he just should. By run the way, for my Yankees, my Yankees are two and a half out of the playoffs right now. After selling everybody. All right, settle down. So I'm a little excited about that. Settle down. Okay.
3: The uh, but I will say this though, um, I think Adam Carolla. I don't want to steal a joke. I don't know if I said this or or he said this, but. It would be a good point that, uh, that the best sport for Tebow, if he wants to make it in a in a big-time sport, bobsledding. Mm. That'd be a good one for him because he's big and strong and he's fast. Herschel Walker
0: was, was the guy who
3: did that as Hershel well. Herschel Walker, yeah. Yep. And as I've said before, and I'm going to say again now too, is why do we have the four-man bobsled? Don't we? Do we need the the, uh, the two man? The one guy pushes it, the other guy steers it. What? Where's the dignity in being like, yeah? I want to be. I don't want to be on the two man bobsled. I'll be the third guy. I'll just yeah. ro- I'll just sit. Uh, I'll be the along. Third guy for the really ride. doesn't.
0: He's along for the ride.
3: Damn, could do that. In Your fact, job, handsome, you and me, let's go out let's for the bobsled. You know what? Their job of the third guy is to go. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> know, that's all they have to do. All right. Dead or alive, interest in what Tim Tebow's up to. Yeah, please go away. Enough. Yeah. I don't. I don't oh, need look. you to do this. There what was nothing was worse
5: to- than seeing that picture on our front page of NFL.com. He's not even a football player anymore. I don't care even a little bit.
0: I get that, but he's not a bad guy. There are a lot of worse um, people there, in the world that I'd rather hear less from. And than, there are I mean, plen- Donald Trump or Tim
3: <laughs> Tebow. Who do you want to hear about?
5: Just, just, just shoot me. I don't well. know. <laughs> yeah, neither one of those is a good
3: option. All right, last up, and it's the main event of Dead or Alive the zero running back fantasy strategy. Handsome, I'm going to let you weigh in here to start things off.
0: Okay. Uh, I say it's dead, but I'm not saying it specifically about that. I'm saying about fantasy strategy entirely. The strategy should be get the best player that you can get at that moment. I don't think that – I mean, like, that's my strategy. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that or the opposite of that. I just think that, like, to me, the obvious thing is just grab the player that's best – in that spot, I don't need
3: a strategy. I'm trying to figure out how best to to approach these next five minutes of our lives here, right. because I just did my big auction draft. How did it in go? Los did Angeles. you get booted out? This is the league that uh, has achieved some legend. It feels like in uh, in the digital world, at least. This is the one with uh, Sports Guy, Bill Simmons, and Sal from the Kimmel Show, and uh, Don Draper, and so on. You know, it's a you know some. Some real celebrities, prestige you. among you know, sporty. Yeah. A lot of humble brag there. Sport. Yeah. That's not a humble brag at all. There, these humble. are. This is the. This, this not is not humble. Is. Yeah,
5: that's true. Just call it a brag. It's just a brag.
3: I, I Carry don't know on, not it So, what, what? What? Emma VP weigh in. How does that strike your ear? You're a young woman. Do you, do you think like Dave? Well, boy, he sounds like he's trying to impress. You know, is that what it comes off? A like? little bit, Dave. It's. So I'm telling you, who's in the league and people know about it. Thank
5: you,
4: Emma.
3: Simmons all- and Sal are on the on the Simmons podcast, uh, telling tales about Damashek and the lunatic Randy, uh, disparaging me because I because uh, uh, I interrupted his brilliant analysis of the night of. Let's just his-
4: hear more about uh, John Hamm's team.
3: Oh, he's a dream dreamer. Let me tell you something. Oh, he's a he's a real dreamer. Very he handsome. Got that right, John Hamm. All right. So anyway, we had our draft, and it's a kickout league. I got kicked out last year by Sal.
0: In a in a, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was out.
3: very clever how he did it. It was like a Survivor style, like puzzle, and two guys were competing. You thought to save themselves, and then when the puzzles were completed, uh, it spelled uh, Aloha, damn or Bon Voyage, damn in 2016. Yeah. So I survived mm. it. This year, the Dutch MOOC was uh, was kicked out of the league by the aforementioned uh, Randy. But um, so, yeah, so I went on Harmon's advice and Matt Franciscovich's and against Michael Fabiano's. I went, even in my auction, I went zero running back strategy. Real quick, Harmon, explain what that means.
5: So zero running back is a strategy that uh, Sean Siegel, who writes for Rotoviz, came up with in 2013 – uh, after using it to some success in the 2000 or 2013 season. He published the article in 2014. Essentially what it is is for at least the first five rounds, you just completely punt on the running back position. You load up on mostly wide receivers. Also, you can mix in quarterbacks and tight ends, although I don't particularly tend to mix in the quarterback, uh, in those first four rounds. Again, in the high leverage rounds, you're targeting wide receivers over the running back position. Hey, Dave, Dave, can
2: I make a point yes, real you quick, did, though? Yes, yes. So I've actually talked to Sean, um, and in one of his big wins in 2013, his first-round pick was Jamal Charles, and his fifth-round pick was Le'Veon Bell, so he didn't even follow
5: that. I don't think that's as much as uh, like a, a gotcha moment that Fabiano thinks it is. But I, I, understand. But I, I know in the high-stakes community, people are like, why
2: is, is... And I'm sure Sean is awesome and knowledgeable and, and great, but he's, he's well-known for winning this one league where he didn't even use the strategy that people sort of tag him to. So, And I know he's used it, but you also have to remember, these are ridiculously competitive leagues where you start three wide receivers and two flex, and it's PPR – that's not my audience those it's are not those, my audience and honestly it's not NFL.com's
5: audience those are important qualifiers that 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 those leagues do favor the wide receiver position because yeah, absolutely. You start five of them their PPR leagues that is an important difference though I think there's still some utility to maybe not going full zero running back in like a 10 team standard you know right because it,
2: you shouldn't because it's not good
5: well, that is ridiculous to just it's
2: say not it's not good. good. It sounds it's to me like Harvey's walking back from this already. Uh? No, no, And wait a minute, I'm wait
3: a minute, wait. Too. Hang on. No, you wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have oh, something this to is say because convinced me to do the zero running back strategy in a 10-team league. Now I've done it. Now you're saying, like, well, I wouldn't do it in a 10-team no, 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 I right. didn't say
5: it. No, I did I He's walking away from me. I said – that there is more reason to do it in a league like that. But it can absolutely still be successful. Anything can like be that. successful, just right. like Henry said. But so
2: then why also, are you saying it's not good anything people, can be successful? Because in the 10-team standard leagues where you're not getting points for catches, running backs are valuable. Of especially. Course. So why avoid the position in the first five rounds? In our PPR mock. Matt Harmon took two running backs in his first five picks,
5: including David Johnson with the first round pick, which is a great pick. But it's not zero RB. You're not going zero RB in every draft. You shouldn't. But oh, look
3: right at more. this! I love, I love it. it. Come on, you haven't said one thing.
2: Dave, Well, can I? Can uh, I? Can I? Dave, I want a mic drop right now. I'm done. I'm done. I don't no, need to not say done anything yet. else. We're not done yet. Why are you, you have, what are you talking about? I can mic drop right now the man. Uh, sh- show, doesn't me, sh- show, use show me show me show
5: it well for one it's not my strategy. Well, 2 I mean, Sean sh- doesn't tell, use it all shouldn't tell tell me <laughs> where anyone has ever said you should use it in every single draft, including me. Can you show me where I've said that? But in your article, you don't don't say PPR. You don't say that Sean Siegel
2: invented this strategy for high-stakes leagues that start three wide receivers, two flex, and it's PPR. You don't say that anywhere, and you have to understand your audience. Standard leagues are what we have here at NFL.com. It's a high percentage of what people play here. It's not your audience. It's not my audience. So to say that and not qualify it with this is for – PPR three wide receiver two flex where you could start five wide receivers you're f- you're not doing yourself justice and you're not giving the people out there all the information that's all I'm saying someone get okay. Fab's yellow okay. jacket okay. he uh, okay. needs go the jacket okay, okay. Can I, go? I was willing, okay. I was ready I to say
3: no I was ready <laughs> to say that this was Moneyball Harmon was Moneyball. And uh, Fabiana was Art Howell, going old, defending the old school way. Listen, versus man. new newfangled things. But you know what? <laughs> Handsome said it. There's a gold jacket on. No, there. no, no, is no, no There's a gold jacket on. Let me reply. Let jacket on. Let me reply. I, I want to see me, with the jacket. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Harmon, go ahead and reply.
5: Let me reply. The only thing, my point in the entire article, was that the wide receiver position is more important than the running back yeah, position no, right now. Uh, Fabs, receiver Fabs, receiver let, me let me talk. Let me talk. Fabs, let me. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Go ahead
3: You'll this be is, better. Wrong this is better enough. than the political analysts going at the Trump supporters. <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> on CNN. Same, same you're, you're no, I let you talk. Now it's my turn.
5: <laughs> right. It's like CNN. Yeah, exactly. You've had your chance. Let me just let me speak. I don't know if I need to say anything else, honestly. Go ahead. There, the, right now, the running back position has been trending down for the last several years. It is not a reaction to what happened in 2015, which was admittedly a cataclysmic year for the running back position. Top 24 running backs have been trending down every single year since 2006. Wide receivers are becoming more consistent scorers, even in standard leagues. And there's just – they score more points. I mean, what do you want? Wait a minute. That's no, what they it's don't. All about. No, they don't. That's what it's all about. They don't Top score 24 more points. receivers are trending up in terms of scoring. Who, Running backs who are who trending Who averaged
2: down. more fantasy points per game last year? No, Freeman no, no. See, this is what Fabs is Antonio Babs Brown.
5: Fabs tries to take a one-to-one comparison and Wait a see minute. that that means something. No, I can we're go more than one-to-one. One. I can go more we are than one-to-one. One. We are talking about the but entire But you didn't answer the question. Did
2: Freeman average more points than Brown last year Because it's not relevant. Because
5: it's not a relevant question.
2: Aren't you down? Wait, aren't, you down? Aren't, you, aren't you down? <laughs> on, aren't you down? Aren't you down on Devonta Freeman? Yeah, and I would draft going... Antonio Brown before him. No question right. about that. Of course, I never said wide receivers weren't trending upward. They absolutely are. You'd have to be a jackass not to see that. So why oh, would you go to a line. jackass? The so bottom I... line is that running backs are still extremely valuable. Nobody's got, not, you nobody is. Got, you nobody is. Nobody is arguing that. Young running backs who could be great this year, including two behind you, and David Johnson and Todd Gurley. And when you talk about a strategy and then don't use it i'm sorry but i lose respect
5: the credibility is he doesn't respect you gone. okay but 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 what no, did i, I do what did I... For zero rb what, that's what i'm saying what did i do in our periscope mock draft i went a zero rb team there so there's like there's another gotcha but wait a minute moment. but in our other ppr
2: league your first round pick was a running back and i think your third or fourth round pick was a running back which is not zero rb i live and die by what i say i go running backs and wide receivers probably
5: for the first five rounds, but who paid for, sure. pay for I'm, the wall? And That's what I'm and talking I'm
2: about and I'm I flexible. practice what I, I
5: preach and I'm flexible. I don't, he just says, go. You're inflexible, Fabs. I'm flexible. I,
2: I, I'm, I, not, I, I'm not married
5: my, to this running back. Oh, wait
2: writers. a second, let's let's I, 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 am, this one. I am less flexible in my 40s now, I can,
3: anecdotally, yeah, at least. Yeah, 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 so we did our 10 team auction. Yep. I talked to the fantasy stronghold. I want to see who did you get? Like, I'm gonna show you right now. I talked to Harmon. His bearded hipster pal, Franciscovich, Gellhart, <laughs> and Marcus Grant—they all advocated. All right, let's see if you can do this. The important thing that they told me about auction—and as I always say, auction uh, draft is the is fantasy football for grown-ups. It's much more difficult than the snake draft. I love that, but that's a that's a sidebar. But I went in, and the important thing Harmon said was. What you're looking to do is – the instinct when you're doing an auction is to keep enough money so that you have balance top to bottom. But, of course, that's not what you want. What you need in fantasy, you need difference-making stars. So, Fabiano, to answer your question, reveal it. The cool cats spelled with two Ks in my 10-team league auction style. Four minutes in, Fabiano, to the night. Mm -hmm. It's a long night. Four minutes in. I had spent $60 on Antonio Brown, $50 Mm -hmm. on Odell Beckham, and then I went and got Sammy Watkins. Those are my three wide receivers. No, very
2: good, and I'll give you an example. I was just – and now I'm going to name drop so you guys can make fun of me. I was just in the Allison Chains and Friends draft, which is a a half-point PPR –
3: and that only counts as a name drop in 1990. You, right? but, all right. What are you talking about? Man? Nobody, 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 oh, right.
2: nobody cares. Okay, this cares. okay no Duff one, McKagan was there too, so how about that? All right, yeah, Guns and roses. I don't care. That's my music. But. <laughs> Three of my first four picks were wide receivers, but it wasn't zero RB because David Johnson was my first pick, and you have three very good Habs. receivers there. We're, three. Zero RB says no running backs. For the fir- th- I'm sorry.
3: We're talking Cats football now. It's time to talk <laughs> cool Cats football 2016. I, I like your team. How is good it, is, is that is, team? Is, is it, let's PPR? Put it back up. I know. I, know I, need not a, not I,
2: I can't see it right now. I need it's to put PPR. it back up. PPR. It's not PPR. My
3: QB, I got Drew Brees, and then I got Tyrod Taylor on the cheap. I didn't spend a lot for either guy. 13 for Brees, $200 cap. Why did you up? Pick- oh, Brees, the Steelers defense, of course,
2: Steelers defense. Why
3: well, no. like I, would, okay, no, so, still, no, I like that? Okay, so no you're white my team, I want something to read. Your
2: wide receivers me. are very good. You need help at running back. You but need, they're not But you but, need but, Carlos Hyde to be the breakout candidate a lot of right. people think he is. Duke
3: Johnson, Danny Woodhead. He's a good Kristen, Michael Chris Ivory are my five runners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I start two. But
2: here's the thing. You're going to start Hyde every week, but then you're probably going to be like, boy, who the heck do I start between Duke and Woodhead? Unless one of these guys breaks out, I like your wide receivers. And, again, I'm not adverse to drafting wide receiver-heavy teams if the scoring system is basically pointed in that direction. But I I am not going
3: with no running backs in my first five picks. Do you think that my team in a 10-team league is successful because my receivers – are not merely good. I have the two best wide receivers you would think unless Julio Jones somehow disrupts sure, that. Sure. Brown and Odell and then Sammy Watkins who's potentially a top 4 or 5 guy be this a year top too. 10 guy, yeah. I mean, I'm so loaded at receiver yep. that it, it 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 nullifies as long as they don't as long as Hyde and Company don't zero me every week. I'm going to be in shouldn't I win most of legit You've got to you've got, got to like hope Sammy team.
2: Watkins doesn't turn into Mike Evans and I like the wide receivers and you're going to be competitive. I
3: want you to love them.
2: I'm sorry. No, well, I love them. How can you not love those first two wide yeah. receivers? I All right, know. well, then say love, don't say like. I love How can you not love those two first wide receivers, but I think you might be scrambling at running back, which is why I don't use
5: that zero running back strategy because I think you might I want balance. As well. I want balance on my team. Let me get one last point in here. All right. And I think Fabiano has, has, has said a lot of interesting things uh, about this entire truth. Like, it's interesting is patronizing. thing. Truth uh, I think that your team can be successful because of all those running backs like Danny Woodhead, Duke Johnson. Those guys are pass catchers. You know when those teams are going to get into pass-heavy game scripts based on whether they're playing a team that might beat them and a guy like Chris Ivory when the Jags are predicted to be in a game and more competitive, that's when they're going to give him maybe 20 rushes. So you're playing you know, a musical game, a, ch- a game of musical chairs with the running back position, but that's what being a good fantasy player is all about. It's about winning on a week-to-week basis. You don't just roll with the same team every week. That's silly. That's Actually, how you're going to get to eight and three. If you draft a balanced team, you don't really have to play a matchup you And then a you, get, and, and and you get
2: third. And then you get third. I tell you, I mean, I've done this the last two years. I've been in the finals in our NFL Fantasy Live League. Did you win? Were you in the final? No, of that? I got beat. But at that point, point, the playoffs are all luck, to be honest with you. There's a, lot of, luck There's a lot of in luck fantasy in fantasy football. Now, Andrew Luck
3: didn't but even play luck. But
2: funny. to get to the finals,
3: I mean, that's that's saying something. All right. All that information being said, the doctor on call has studied it. Dead or alive, the zero running back strategy in fantasy.
5: Don't let me down, Doc.
3: Yes, it's alive. Why? Because Damashek just used it. It better right. be alive or Harmon's like, in a lot of trouble. For yeah. better
2: or worse, it's dead, my friends. At least well, in standard scoring leagues, it's dead.
3: Well, you can't say well, until we see. Well, let's see. Check. Let's check so, back in in 13 what, weeks, and then we'll see. Well, well, so
2: if you make the playoffs, then it worked. Or is it championship it's, or bust? Well,
3: I mean, I don't know. Make the playoffs. Let's see if I if I am. Here's my promise.
5: Here's my promise to
2: you,
3: around, Fabs. Uh, if I'm over a hundred. Most weeks and it's a success. But if I will, lose, I will use it
5: in I a mean, standard league this year, and we'll see. And I, I and I would love to see that. That's great. Reason. Real
3: quick, just yeah. real quick to uh, the fantasy uh, gurus, uh, young and old. I right don't know here. what a guru
5: is. Old,
3: old. I'm forty-three. Oh.
5: Boy, man. Let's not compare numbers. I feel, Handsome, I feel you say terrible I'm in trouble right at
3: quarterback? I have Drew Brees and Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, may not yeah. work out. I, those you. are two of the top six <laughs> options, right?
5: I, I like that he's taking umbrage with your quarterback. I really I like mean, Tyrod. Oh, yeah, I, Tyrod. I, I like
3: Tyrod. That. I wouldn't want Drew Brees. That defense is going to be crummy, I think, in Buffalo, ironically. Yeah. And yeah. I think the offense is Taylor gonna, was great yeah. Be yeah. A last year. I power.
0: like Tyrod. I I'm, I'm, was half uh, okay. I wouldn't want yeah. Brees. I, I'm just glad he didn't point out that Jared Cook,
5: uh, future top ten tight end, Jared Cook is your is your starter because that's where you're really strong.
3: You like Jared Cook or Julius Thomas? There, Fabs.
5: Julius
2: Thomas is kind of uh, end of the top ten tight ends in fantasy. I so. think
3: Julius Thomas actually steals the Harmon's favorite uh, football player is uh, Alan, Alan Robinson, Robinson. and yeah. I think Julius Thomas is going to if he can stay on the head field, head. maybe. All right, the great Michael Fabiano, excellent stuff, as always. Thanks. That's for not what
2: Harmon says.
0: My I enjoyed pleasure. that. He,
3: no, Harmon calls him the great-ing Michael Fabiano.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't
3: know. Anyway, uh, thanks, Fabs. It uh, is what it is. See him on NFL Fantasy Live. Read his pages at NFL.com. Track him down on Twitter. All that stuff. Uh, Emma, will you will
0: there. you just make sure he goes, and then we'll keep Matt back here for 10 minutes or so, so there's no, like, yeah. we don't want them to be outside. It, yeah. What happens with He's on his He's way
4: out now, job. yeah. That was yeah. some some audio
3: troubles right. there, huh? There up, were audio drops. Up and down, up and down <laughs> with that yelling. <laughs> there
5: was a lot of yelling. <laughs> I don't really yelling. like to yell. That
3: I, much. you know what? I, uh, my you, H- handsome knows. I love heat as yeah. long as I'm not one of the people participating in it. I love to watch and I like to help facilitate. Yeah,
0: it. by yeah. shouting things in the middle of it.
3: Yeah, I like. I like to. Stoke I feel like the we flames. did a good job of. That. I think you and I were great. Yeah. I think handsome, you and I were the winners here. Right. I hope the listener agrees that he, he, he or she is also a winner for that. Yes. And let's also remember, uh, this is what we do for a living. Right, that's that's what the funniest part of all is. Right, so we sit around. We I sit like up, the fact that there are two grown men Nicholas.
0: arguing about about this. <laughs> oh, believe me, ev- in
5: general, every day I have an existential crisis right. about how meaningless this all really is.
3: Now, see, that's the hipster beard and yeah, yeah. I'm talking. Sorry. All right, last Facts. thing, as I promised at the very top of the show, Black Tie, our longtime producer, has moved up to San Francisco now. But in his honor, we will keep his most legendary bit alive, the Elimination Chamber. We have a good question today. Elimination Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Rank was with us the other day. Adam Rank came back to bid his farewell to uh, to Black Tie, and he cracked the code of how to do the Elimination Chamber after all these years. We, we could never figure out the meaning of it, including Black Tie. Right. What are you eliminating, the good one or the bad Black one? one. I think it was Rank said this. I'm going to give you four teams now with the terrible Teddy Bridgewater injury, which is mm-hmm. a real shame, and hopefully he comes back soon. I really do legitimately think he was about to take it to another level this year. I think he That's was going to. I think he was yeah. going to thrive. So feel bad for him, but um, as it is, the NFC Wild Card now feels more in play for teams uh, that otherwise might not have had enough to catch up to the Vikings or Packers or Cardinals or Seahawks because presumably the loser in those two divisions will still have a good enough record to, to get that wild card. So eliminate one until we get to who is going to be left standing with the wild card, the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Buccaneers. If you want me to throw another name in there, I, I this is the time to do it. But I think those are the. Four I think those pr- are
0: four good ones to to track against.
3: Yeah. Okay. Handsome. Go ahead and eliminate one.
0: I of those four. So we're gonna go all get it all whittle it down. We will, one. We're gonna
3: whittle it down. Take one that you know is not. The first
0: made. one I'm taking off the list is the Redskins.
3: I, see. I know oh, that's the one I agree with. All right. Go, I mean, I don't agree. All right. Go ahead. So they're gone. That's fine. D.C. out.
5: I'm going to eliminate
3: Dallas. I hear that noise. All right, so that leaves it to me to eliminate. Here it is. I am going to knock off the Minnesota Vikings, and congratulations to famous Jameis Winston. He gets the wild card. He guides those Buccaneers to a playoff spot in his second year. Gerald McCoy, Levante, David, Mike Evans, I think has a really big year in fantasy and in real terms. Does Wait a second. M-
0: Do you really believe this? Or you I mean, I get that we all just eliminated one. Is that what you thought would be the final one?
3: I really did think. Really? It. Yeah. Yeah. I had the I have the Buccaneers getting in at nine and seven. You disagree with that?
0: No, I don't I mean I just you was you was sounded so prepared then it sounded like that was the team you're expecting to get. It, 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 it is it is in fact my choice. Yeah, right. was,
3: it, what that was who it was. Although the other team that looms, although you know, a lot of people are getting behind Mike zimmer. He's going to overcome this and that team's built to win and they are I guess, but just just yeah,
5: Sean I, Hill but, is yeah. Yeah. it's tough to overcome that. It's yeah. a lot
3: to overcome. Yeah, shot I mean the, this a lot of people I've heard in the last 48 hours or so make the argument that well, Teddy Bridgewater only threw 15 uh TDs last year and they won the division so obviously his presence isn't key to their Like I say, one, he was going to take it to another level. Two, the Packers are going to be better than they were last year. And three, Sean Hill is a major drop off from Teddy Brees. So, what if it's not Sean Hill? What if what if it, what if there is
0: a, a tra- like you said earlier? What if there is a trade for a Geno Smith or AJ McCarron? I think is is probably not realistic. I don't buy
3: that they can get up to speed early in the season to to make a big difference. I think you got a real shot, even if you did get say Geno Smith or right. Josh McCown or Nick whoever Foles else, or whatever, whatever, whatever it it yeah, be. right. Nick, that's a good one. Nick Foles would be somebody you mm. might take a look at. But no matter who it is, I don't think in the short term you could say, hey, yeah, we start in uh, in seven days. It's get easier ready to with go. the guy
0: standing right. behind you though.
3: I guess, but how helpful would Sean Hill be? I'd be like, no, nope, uh, well, you want him to play quarterback? He can figure it out. No, I meant know, Adrian coach. Peterson, not Sean Hill. Oh, I see. I see. I thought you were saying With that, that guy Hill standing will... behind
0: you, it's probably a little bit easier. Here's a play that will always yeah. work here. Like <laughs> yeah, Sean know. Hill would be like, <laughs> <Sean> <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to give you the worst one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think I, Sean Hill's that kind I wanna of. I want to talk to an NFL QB who does diabolical stuff like that. Like Doug Flutie. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I gave Doug, Doug Johnson terrible ideas. Before <laughs> the game. That's why he was so terrible. All right. So, congratulations to the Bucks and uh, condolences to the Vikings. And uh, ultimately, who really knows whether or not it's true? We'll be back to grab to get you all set. I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to outlast the, uh, the closing music. This,
0: that, that was way too uh, on our well, next yes. episode.
3: <laughs> I know she jumped the gun. And- Black
0: Tie would never have done that.
3: Oh yeah, he would, uh, he would have oh, yeah. asked the show optimistic. to be over 28 minutes ago. I'll say this, though. We have to figure out, We have to, once all the preseason games are over, as is our tradition, then and only then can we put Damashek's seasonal predictions in pen rather than pencil. Well, and, because
0: you need to see who makes a 53-mount. You want to see right. who the last three players. I have to have all the information. Okay, Look at what see. just happened
3: to Teddy B. Yep, I had him at eleven and five, and in the playoffs. So this.
0: you'll be watching. We're we're recording this on Thursday. You'll be watching all the games very closely during the fourth quarter, just to see no. who makes it and who doesn't.
3: No, I don't watch. Well, I don't watch the preseason games at all. I've right. told you that. That that only muddies your thinking. That's that's that's. <sighs> so the why Civil would you? Why are you at. waiting? Then? It almost looks because re- I have to see who gets hurt. I don't know who might get hurt in the next few days in practice. I, I have see. to see that, okay. and you'll have my final predictions. All right. Thanks to Mad Harmon, Michael Fabiano, Handsome Hank, and the great AJ Hawk will be back with more Huey and applesauce later on. Wow, that was good timing. That's good there. timing. That's much. In better. the meantime, actually, it's been a thin slice of heaven. Harmon doesn't like Fabs, and Fabs thinks that Harmon's junk, junk, junk.
1: Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
3: You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them.